Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Joshua. Good morning, everybody. Hope you are excited to talk about Joshua chapter eight today and finish out your week discussing scripture. So thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, tuning in so faithfully to scripture. Now, of course, when I call you guys faithful listeners, it's not because you are faithfully tuning in. It's a play on words. You are faithful and you are listening. You are a faithful listener. You are faithfully listening to God. That is why I call you guys faithful listeners. So let's read Joshua chapter 8 today. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible. And I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 23 today. We're going to talk about the battle of Ai and how it goes very, very differently when God is on the Israelites' side. So let's talk about this. Feel free to grab the version that you prefer and also your cup of coffee this morning. And let's enjoy reading together. Yahweh said to Joshua, don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. Take all warriors with you and arise, go up to Ai. Behold, I have given into your hand the king of Ai with his people, his city and his land. You shall do to Ai and her king as you did to Jericho and her king, except you shall take its goods and its livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua arose with all the warriors to go up to Ai. Joshua chose 30,000 men, the mighty men of valor, and sent them out by night. He commanded them, saying, Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city behind the city. Don't go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. And I and all the people who are with me will approach the city. It shall happen when they come out against us as at the first, that we will flee before them. They will come out after us until we have drawn them away from the city, for they will say they flee before us like the first time. So we will flee before them. And you shall rise up from the ambush and take possession of the city. For Yahweh your God will deliver it into your hand. It shall be when you have seized the city, that you shall set the city on fire. You shall do this according to Yahweh's word. Behold, I have commanded you. Joshua sent them out, and they went up to set up the ambush and stayed between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua stayed among the people that night. Joshua rose up early in the morning, mustered the people, and went up, he and the elders of Israel before the people, to Ai. All the people, even the men of war who were with him, went up and came near and came before the city and encamped on the north side of Ai. Now there was a valley between him and Ai. He took about 5,000 men and sent them in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. So they set the people, even all the army who was on the north side of the city, and their ambush on the west side of the city. And Joshua went that night into the middle of the valley. When the king of Ai saw it, they hurried and rose up early, and the men of the city went out against Israel to battle, he and all his people at the time appointed before the Arabah. But he didn't know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. Joshua and all of Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. All the people who were in the city were called together to pursue after them. They pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. There was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who didn't go out after Israel. They left the city open and pursued Israel. Yahweh said to Joshua, stretch out the javelin that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. Joshua stretched out the javelin that was in his hand toward the city. The ambush arose quickly out of their place, and they ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand and entered into the city and took it. 
They hurried and set the city on fire. When the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw and behold, the smoke of the city ascended up to heaven and they had no power to flee this way or that way. The people who fled into the wilderness turned back on the pursuers. When Joshua and all of Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, then they turned back and killed the men of Ai. The others came out of the city against them. So they were in the middle of Israel, some on this side and some on that side. They struck them so that they let none of them remain or escape. They captured the king of Ai alive and brought him to Joshua. As you heard from that, that's very, very different than what happened at the previous chapter. Okay, and there's many differences, actually. The first difference is that Joshua had all the men of war go up against the city of Ai, whereas before Joshua had only sent 3000 men to go up to conquer Ai because Joshua and the elders and the Israelites were kind of cocky. But God was not with Israel the first time they went out against Ai. And so Ai kind of crushed Israel and Israel came back. They fled Ai. They were terrified. Their hearts had melted. And of course, it was because Israel had sinned. We talked about all that on Monday and Wednesday with the the sin of Achan. But now God is back on Joshua's side. So God tells Joshua, "Okay, you're not sending 3000 men this time to conquer Ai. You're going to send all the men you have. Well, basically all the men. So 10 times as many men went out, is it 10 times? Yeah, 10 times as many men went out against AI. This time, 30,000 men went to go capture AI, which is funny because AI was not very big. AI was actually relatively small. It was a relatively small city. But God purposefully told Joshua to send all these men out because God wanted Israel to see his glory. That's why I believe anyway. And plus, on top of that, it wasn't just AI that they would be battling. They were also going to be battling this area of Bethel. So Israel had to be prepared. They had to be ready. So that was the first difference. The first time Joshua went out against AI, they only had 3,000 men. This time they had 30,000 men. The second difference is that Joshua actually prayed before this battle and was communicating with God before this battle. The first time Israel went out against Ai, Joshua was not communicating with God. And so Joshua didn't realize that God was not on Israel's side. So that's the second difference. And the third difference was that Joshua had his men go out at night and do this. Whereas the first time, it seems like they went out during the day to try to battle it out with with Ai. And that didn't end up working. So this was a lot more secretive. God was telling Joshua everything they had to do in order to take this city of Ai. But what's really cool about this is that God uses everything. So he used the previous defeat for Israel's good. So he tells Joshua, okay, you went and got defeated before. So here's how we're going to use that so that you will have victory over this city. So God says, okay, you got defeated before, so we're going to pretend to do the exact same thing. So he tells Joshua to take an amount of men up to AI to pretend like they were going to go to battle with AI all over again. So this time AI 
was going to get cocky and they're going to be like, hey, we defeated the Israelites before, like totally crushed them. We're going to do it all over again. However, this time there was going to be an ambush of all these other men that were going to go into the city and start destroying it from the inside. And then all the men of AI were going to look back and see that their city was like being destroyed and they wouldn't know what to do. They get caught in the ambush. And so long story short, this is exactly what ends up happening. It says they will come out after us until we have drawn them away from the city for they will say they flee before us like the first time. So we will flee before them and you shall rise up from the ambush and take possession of the city for Yahweh or God will deliver it into your hand. So see how God always works things out for our good. Like we can make so many messed up mistakes and yet God will use them for our good. That's exactly what God did here. Israel messed up, but God used that for the best possible plan ever to be able to take this uh, prominent city of AI. But not only was AI involved, it actually says here that this area of Bethel was also involved with this. Here's what it says. All the people who were in the city called together to pursue after the Israelites. They pursued Joshua and they were drawn away from the city. There was not a man left in Ai or in Bethel who didn't go out after Israel. They left the city open and pursued Israel. So no one was left fighting. And even Bethel had a defeat here. Now, of course, Ai was totally destroyed and taken for the Israelites. But Bethel also had a defeat here. And this was all part of God's plan to use Israel's past mistake for good. Now, the other thing I want to mention here is that God was actually allowing the Israelites to take spoil from the city this time. Whereas at Jericho, you can remember that God told the Israelites to not take anything from Jericho. Everything was supposed to be devoted. In other words, basically burned in the fire or given to the temple of God. That was it. Jericho was off limits for the people. Now, we already found out that Achan totally disobeyed that. There was a whole problem that happened there. That's how Israel got defeated from Ai the first time. But here's the thing. If Achan would have just waited for the second battle, he could have taken probably so much more from Ai for himself and his family. God was going to bless the Israelites with spoil from battles and from wars. But he just said, the first city you take, don't take anything from it. But here's what it says in verse two. You shall do to Ai and her king as you did to Jericho and her king, except you shall take its goods and its livestock for yourselves. So there you go. God was going to bless the Israelites with wealth. That was his plan all along. I mean, the promised land was literally for Israel to take for themselves. Everything good that was in it, God was giving to the Israelite people. But Achan didn't trust in God's plan. He was just so covetous and wanted everything for himself that he was unwilling to give God anything. And so, of course, Israel ends up getting defeated at Ai because of Achan's terrible sin. But now Israel was going to not be defeated at Ai and was going to be able to take the goods of Ai for themselves. So now the battle ends up happening. It says that Ai sees Israel coming and they go out and they do the same thing they did the first time. And they're like, we're going to defeat 
these Israelites just like we did the first time and we're going to strike them down even more. So every single man left Ai totally open. And so the rest of the Israelites go in, they start burning it. And it says that the men from Ai looked back. Here's what it says in verse 20. When the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw and behold, the smoke of the city ascended up to heaven and they had no power to flee this way or that way. So there you go. They got stuck in the ambush because all the rest of the fighting men of Israel went into the city and all around them surrounded them. And so these people of Ai, in their arrogance, honestly, of thinking that they can defeat Israel, totally get destroyed. It says in verse 23 that they captured the king of Ai alive and brought him to Joshua. So this was a crushing defeat for Ai. So that's where I'm going to end it today. But the moral of this story is that first and foremost, God forgives. He forgives the sins and he uses past mistakes for his glory and even to bless you. So don't think that something you did in the past is something that God can never forgive you from. God is so powerful. He can forgive you from anything and he He will forgive you from anything. And not only that, he will erase your past mistakes. He often does that. He erases the shame that goes with those past mistakes. He erases the mistakes themselves and he can give you honor instead of those mistakes. I mean, what's that song? I, I like that song, uh, Graves Into Gardens, where it's like, you turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. Oh, I love that song. I could just belt that one out. It's such a great song. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, that's what God does. He turns shame, past shame, into glory. And so I think that's something that can comfort you moving forward into next week. Faithful listeners, thank you for tuning into this episode. It was a little shorter than my usual episodes, but that's okay. I can have a short one every once in a while, especially on a Friday. But anyway, faithful listeners, I hope to see you next week on Monday. Don't forget that I am doing a YouTube video that's going to be coming out pretty shortly. I'm going to be discussing a more in-depth topic because I'm a glutton for punishment. And I just love all those uh, those mean comments I get on YouTube. <laughs> anyway, faithful listeners, have a wonderful weekend. I hope that you have a lot of sunshine and that you are blessed. Happy listening and God bless. Oh,